If you have your Bibles this morning, turn to James chapter 4. James chapter 4, we're going to start reading in verse 6. Actually, back up to verse 5, I'm sorry. Do you think that the Scripture saith in vain, The Spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy, but he giveth more grace? Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Sounds pretty easy, don't it? Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and He shall lift you up. Now look back at verse 7. This is where I want to really focus for today, at least for right now. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. How many of y'all know what the word resist means? Well, let me put it in a little bit different terms. So maybe you'll get a little different spin on the word resist. See, the word resist also means oppose. You know, we've all met resistance from people we've dealt with. You know, have you ever had somebody you deal with and it just seems like, Everything is just a battle. You just feel like you, you just can't even talk to this person without getting resistance, you know. It's just a struggle. But see, that's how I tend to think of resistance. But that word oppose kind of means something a little different. If you just take out the word resist and put oppose there, it says oppose the devil and he will flee from you. Ah, wait a minute. Y'all understand that? Oppose the devil. That sounds like a battle, don't it? That sounds like a fight. And you know what it really sounds like to me? It sounds like the devil has a reason to be afraid. Oppose the devil and he'll flee. You know, when I was in high school... There was often somebody older than me that wanted to pick on me. And you know, I'm sure everybody's dealt with that at some time. But I learned that if I would stand up to them, it took a lot of the fun out of it. You see, they didn't really want to fight. They just wanted to pick on somebody that would let them. Okay? 
And I've done my share of it too, y'all. I've picked on plenty, okay? But when somebody opposes you, all of a sudden it's not fun anymore. See, the fun was picking on somebody that's weaker than you. The fun was, was kind of throwing your weight around, so to speak. But the minute you oppose them, now they may fight. I'm not telling you they're just going to turn around and run. They may fight you, but it's not going to be the same from there on. Well, see, what this scripture's telling us is that Y'all may not have ever heard this before, but we have power in the name of Jesus. Because, see, the, y'all, I want y'all to go back. Let's go back to when Jesus died on the cross. Understand what He said. He said, it is finished. See, the battle was already won. And when Satan comes against you, he knows the battle has been won. But what he's looking for is for somebody that's not going to oppose him. Somebody that's not going to stand against him. That scripture says when you oppose him, he will flee. Now take a step back and read the first part of that scripture. It says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Submit yourselves therefore to God. See, so we're not supposed to submit ourselves to the devil. Now, y'all listen. You are not supposed to submit yourself to the devil. What does that mean? The devil has no power over you unless you give it to him. Do not give your power and your control to Satan. Submit yourself to God because He is the higher power. He is the authority. And because we are children of the Most High God, because Jesus died on the cross and our sins are forgiven through the blood He shed, we fall into a different category now. We fall into that category that's between God and Satan, you see. We have power over Him, people. We do not have to back down. We don't have to lay down and take whatever He's dishing. We can stand up and oppose Him and say, Devil, in the name of Jesus, just like Jesus said, get thee behind me where you belong. Now that takes a boldness. But you know what? Any of you here today can have that kind of boldness. It doesn't take a special person. It doesn't take some kind of special leadership qualities that are, that are put in you from birth. What it takes is you understanding what this Word says and believing that it's true. Amen. Believing that you have that power and that authority to tell Satan. And You know, look, Satan's powerful. I'm not telling y'all he's not going to fight. But I'm telling you what the Word says. It says he will flee. It says he will flee. It didn't say he won't ever come back. It said he'll flee. But we have power over him. We don't have to take this stuff. Where am I going with this? Well, we're going to pray here in a minute. We're going to pray. Verse 10. 
Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. It didn't say in the sight of Satan. It said in the sight of the Lord. You see, this is the only one, only the only being I have to look up to and, and humble myself before and submit myself to is God. I don't have to worry about how much power Satan has. I don't have to worry about who he has control over and what kind of resources he has at his disposal. What I have to be concerned about is God and where I stand with Him. What I need to be concerned about is, am I submitting myself to God? Am I bringing everything I have under subjection to Him? What does that mean? Well, you see, God will allow you to run your life if you want to. He will allow you to take possession of things and do with it as you please. But when you are submitting yourself to God, and I want to, I want to point out to y'all that this doesn't, doesn't say if you want to, Submit yourself to God. It says submit yourself to God. That, that sounds a little bit like a command, doesn't it? It sounds a little more like an order than a wishful thinking or a request. It says submit yourself to God. That means with everything that you have, everything that makes up who I am, I am to submit it to God. Put it under His power. I'm to say, God, whatever you want to do, that's fine with me because you are the Lord of my life. You are my master, my savior. You are my king. You are the one that has all power. You are the one that is in control of everything. Let's face it, y'all. The word says that one day the earth is going to be made His footstool. That means that He has power over everything. That's what it means to submit yourself. It didn't just say you, it means everything. All that you have, give it to God. And then it says resist the devil. See, there's an order there, isn't there? You don't resist the devil on your own terms. You don't resist the devil with the power that you have. You resist the devil on the power that is within you that comes from a higher source. A greater source. You resist the devil after you have submitted to God. After you've said, Father, everything I have is yours. Do with it as you please. Then you resist the devil. Now y'all, I'm telling y'all this for a reason today. I'm telling you this because I am tired. I am tired of taking a beating. I am tired of having fear and doubt. I'm tired of, of not seeing prayer answered. I'm tired of living in a situation where I feel like I'm out of control. I want to know that God is in total control, and I know He is, but I want to see it demonstrated. And you see, there's, there's some things in this Scripture I read you today that will guarantee answered prayer. And the main one I want y'all to hone in on today is when 
resist the devil. You see, because the devil's going to oppose you. He's going to come against you. He's going to come knocking on your door and remind you of your past. Remind you of your faults and your failures and all the things you've done wrong. But all you have to do with boldness is stand up and say, Devil, leave me alone! Resist the devil. Oppose him. You see, that means taking the fight to him. That doesn't mean just standing there embracing yourself. It means to go into Him and say, You leave them alone. You leave me alone. Get out of this place. These people don't belong to you. This is not your house. These are not your children. This is mine. And it is in submission to God. You see, when you give your stuff to God, give your family to God and you to God, It's not you the devil's dealing with anymore. You understand that? You see, when somebody comes on your property and they don't have any respect for you, they come do whatever they want to. But if that property belongs to somebody that they fear, they ain't going to mess with it. They ain't going to mess with it. See, the devil would have you believe a lie. You know that? He wants you to believe that you're weak and you're helpless and that He is stronger than you. He wants you to believe that that there is nothing you can do but just hope that you get through this next day. He wants you to believe that when, when He comes knocking, you just have to let Him come in and do what He wants to do. And I'm here to tell y'all today that is so far from the truth. It ain't even it ain't even on the radar. If somebody came knocking on your door and said, "Hey, let me in. I want to come steal all your stuff." Would you let them in? No. You know what I would do? Not only would I lock the door again, tighter, find another lock, but I'd go get me a gun. Why? Cuz I'm going to oppose them. They're not coming in my house if I have anything to say about it. This is my house. I'm not going to let him come in. I'm going to oppose him. Resist the devil and he will flee. Now, the next time you're tempted to do something that you know you shouldn't do, resist the devil. Resist him and see if he don't leave you. How do you resist the devil? Somebody tell me. Somebody better know. Huh? The Word. The Word. If you said anything else, the Word. This is how you oppose the devil. You know why? What does Ephesians chapter 6 say this is? It says this. Y'all better know this now. Y'all need to know this. If you're looking at me with a blank stare right now because you don't know what Ephesians chapter 6 says, you need to go home and read Ephesians chapter 6. And you need to dwell on it. Ephesians chapter 6 says that this is the sword of the Spirit. And that spiritual armor, this is the only weapon. The only weapon you have. You see, you can defend yourself, but that ain't no good. That'll only work for a little while. You need something to stab back at him with. 
You need something to oppose Him with. The Word of God. When He comes at you, what does the Word says? When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against Him. This is your standard. This is the thing you need to be raising up and looking toward and marching in battle after. The Word of God. That's easy to say, ain't it? No, that was hard to say, y'all. That was hard to say because this is the weakest point in most Christians today. You understand that? This is the weak point today. Because people do not know the Word of God. And they think they do. Did y'all hear me? They think they do. They'd rather believe a fable. They'd rather uh, heap unto themselves teachers, having itching ears. That's what the Word says. They'd rather be blown in the wind like a reed. That's what the Word says. You see, this is the state of the world today, y'all. This is where people are. They, they are under attack constantly, and they don't know what to do because they don't know the Word. Don't be one of them. Look, you don't have to lay down and take what the devil has given you. You don't have to just roll over and, and take it. As crude as that may sound. You don't have to. I've done it too long. I'm tired of just being beat about the head. I want to fight. I want to resist. I want to oppose you see, you can watch some of these movies, y'all, and I don't know how accurate this stuff is because I didn't live in these times, but you watch some of these movies like Braveheart or something where there is a people that have been oppressed and they've been ruled by tyrants, people that care nothing about them and they take advantage of them and, and, and just steal from them and they leave them just at the point of, of wanting to die because they have no hope. And all of a sudden, these people rally together and they, they get a little something within them. I don't even know what to call it, but they get a little something within them that just says, you know what, I'm sick of this. I'm going to fight. I don't care if we got ten people. I'm going to fight. If I die fighting, oh well. At least I gave them a little bruise before I left this earth. I'm telling y'all today that you need to start fighting. You need to raise up with a little bit of courage like Joshua and Caleb and say, give me my mountain. Raise up with some courage and say, I don't care what the foe looks like. I know who I am in Christ. When David stood before Goliath, they, look, he was looking at at a monster. He was looking at an impossible task. But he knew who he was in God. He knew who his God was. He knew who he served. And he knew where his strength came from. And it wasn't himself. Oh, y'all, y'all start looking toward God for your source of everything. You start, y'all listen to me now. Listen. You look to God for your source of strength. Don't look to yourself. I guarantee you there's a handful of people here today that's going to get upset because of what I'm saying. But I'm telling you right now, when you keep looking to yourself, you're going to fall. You keep looking to yourself for answers to the problems that you face in this world, you're going to come up short every time. Every time. 
Self will get you in hell. That's where self will get you. Self will send you straight to hell. Emotions will send you straight to hell if you trust them. You can't trust that stuff. It's of the flesh. It's of the flesh. It's of the flesh. Do you realize that if that was good enough, Jesus wouldn't have had to come. He wouldn't have had to die for you. If it was good enough for you to just trust how you felt about things and do what seems right to you, it would have been good enough. See, the Word says that there's a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof is death. I've tried resisting the devil in myself before. No. It ain't going to happen. But you know what does? Every time I fall into temptation and I begin to quote Scripture, it don't even matter, y'all. You ain't got to look through the Bible and say, okay, this one applies to this situation. I mean, it don't matter. You start quoting the Word of God. You start telling devil, look, you, if you've got to stand up in your office Monday morning and, and say out loud, devil, leave me alone. Everybody's going to think you're crazy, but that's all right. Devil, leave me alone. Because the Word says, resist the devil and he will flee. See, that's the Word right there. If that's all you can remember tomorrow morning, that's good enough. Just keep saying it. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. I guarantee you he won't stay. He won't stay. He can't bear it because he knows where his place is. See, that's one thing that you kind of almost have to admire about Satan. He always tries to step a little beyond his bounds. Go a little bit higher than he really is. There's a reason why he was shown to us as a serpent in Genesis. There's a reason why it was spoken that, that the, head, the head would be crushed by his heel, talking about Jesus. Because that's how low he is, y'all. Don't, don't give Satan any more credit than he deserves. Don't give him any more credit than he deserves. Don't elevate his status. He's low. He's low. He has no power over us. No power. He's weak in the name of Jesus. He's weak. Are y'all getting this? Some of y'all ain't getting it. Some of y'all are going to leave here today defeated because you ain't getting it. See that verse 7. It's easy to say the first part, but it's not so easy to do. Because submitting yourself to God means removing a whole lot of pride. Submitting yourself to God means giving up your authority. See, when you give yourself to God, Let's, let's not even talk about the other stuff right now. Let's talk about yourself. When you give yourself to God, that means that you have to turn over control 
of your life. That means you have to say, God, it's not my life anymore. The things I want to do, I'll come second to what you want me to do. And that means, I want y'all to understand this, because I don't want y'all thinking that I told you, you can just say, okay, God, it's all yours, and you can keep doing what you want to do. That ain't the way it works. When you live in sin, you reap the benefits of sin. When you don't submit yourself to God, you see the benefits of that. And I call them benefits because I want you to understand what I'm talking about. It's really damnation is what it is. You reap damnation when you sow sin in your life. You reap death when you sow sin in your life. What are you talking about, preacher? Are you talking about I'm going to die because I don't live a holy life? Yes! Imagine that! You have to pay for your sin. That is a truth. There is no gray area there. You must pay for your sin. And if you think you're going to skate through this life and, and breeze by by the skin of your teeth, you're wrong. You will answer for those sins. You will answer for not submitting yourself to God because that word says submit yourselves to God. You will answer. But now I won't because I've told you. See, ain't that a good thing? Nice, ain't it? I'm off the hook. No, I'm not. I'm responsible. I'm responsible for what I tell you. I'm responsible for what I don't do. You see that? I want you all to understand today that this isn't just about resisting the devil. This is about humbling yourself before God. And we've got a whole lot of people sitting here today, and I know I've been one in my, at times in my life that don't know what it means to humble yourself before God. But I guarantee you, if you ever get a little bit of a desire to serve Him and you don't humble yourself, you're going to be broken. He will break you to get you to where you need to be. It don't have to be that way, though. See, you can just give up today and say, God, I don't want to be broken. I'm going to humble myself. Y'all ever heard the old saying that a smart man learns from his own mistakes, but a wise man learns from the mistakes of others? Man, it couldn't be any more true than that. Because when I look at other people and I see how broken they become because they just wouldn't, they tried to hang on to that last little bit of pride. And God said, look, you can either give it to me or I'll break your arm off. One, of the, one way or the other, you're going. Don't be that person. Don't hang on to it. That's not worth it. And when you do finally get broken and you get on the other side, you're going to say, man, why did I wait so long? Why did I try to hang on to that stuff? Why didn't I just give up and give it to God to start with? I'm telling you from experience, okay? Now what I want to do, <clears throat> I told you all we were going to pray. This is time to resist the devil. See, resisting the devil is just not about temptation. Resisting the devil is about praying for somebody too. You see, <clears throat> we can resist the devil 
and pray. See, the word, what does the Word say, y'all? It says where two or three are gathered. Y'all listen to these words now. Listen real closely. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. It also says, if there be any sick among you, bring them before the elders of the church. Lay hands on them. What? And they shall recover. That doesn't mean they're going to receive healing after they die. That's not what that means. It says recover. Now look, you can argue that that only happened back then, but I'm telling y'all today, my God is a God that doesn't change. My God is, it works as it's without variableness. Without variableness. So you see, we can stand here today in the presence of God because it says where two or three are gathered together in my name, that means He's here. It means He's here. We can lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Now, I'm believing that. I ain't believing that just because I want to see a, a show. I'm believing that because, look, y'all, I've got people that I, I care about that I want to see healed. And I'm tired of watching them just, just wither away to nothing and die. I don't want to see that happen. I'm concerned about them. And it's time to resist the devil and oppose him. It's time to fight for what we want, what we desire, the things that we know we have control over by the Word of God. You see, that Scripture told us that they shall recover. We have that power now because the Word told us so in Jesus' name.